Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Easy Peasy Show brought to you by Sonic. You can listen to every episode of the Easy Peasy Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you usually listen to your podcast on. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to today's episode. Uh, not much sports news to cover um, other than UFC 292, which we are decently excited about. Uh, some good main event and co-main event action going on this Saturday. We're excited to cover it. Um, Peyton, if you already uh, – oh, and by the way, we're going to be calling our UFC coverage now, our little previews uh, by split decision. Uh, we thought that was a clever name. So stamp it. It's ours now, baby. And uh, so, Peyton, you ready to move into our uh, by split decision? I'm ready. It's time. I scared my dog, poor Clyde. Mm. All. Um, all right. Anyways, we'll get started with the first fight. Uh, I made this layout a couple of days ago, by the way. So if I'm off on something, I don't know if you're looking at anything, Peyton, but if I'm off on something, please let me know. Because, matter you. of fact, I'm going to get up topology right now because they're usually a little bit accurate on the um i say that but that's what i used to uh, come up with this bout order so i mean you know it is what it is anyways uh okay you see 292 got it up um okay good no fights have been canceled <laughs> last i checked um all right so anyways we'll move on and i have the odds too by the way but i had they are they are from a couple days ago via DraftKings. So chances are most of these lines are moved by now as money keeps pouring in on some of these fighters. But regardless, we'll move in to our first fight of the night, I think. Uh, it's going to be uh, Kareem Silva, a minus 148 favorite versus uh, Mariana Moros, a plus 124 underdog. Pretty close on the odds there, and I think it's pretty close for good reason. Uh, these two fighters have actually fought before. I don't know if you uh, knew that or not, Peyton. But, uh, yeah, I actually just saw that. I was like, wow. Yeah, they fought like several years ago. And, uh, yeah, eight years. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, it'll be a rematch of that fight. I don't even know what, uh, what league they were fighting in at the time. I know it wasn't UFC. Um, it's probably some, you know, other professional league or whatever, or maybe like amateur, high amateur league. Anyways, I believe, uh, Morris won the, uh, won the fight via arm bar. Um, yeah, I think Silva here, she's uh, almost all of her fights except one out of the 20 have finished within the distance. She's very much a killer be killed fighter. And uh, because of that, I think someone more than likely is going to get finished. Because like I, said, I think Silva's got a good sub and ground game. Uh, I think she's going to have great power. And I think her opportunities are going to come early and often. But that's the thing. I think her opportunities are only going to come early. Only because her cardio is a little sus, um, a little suspect. Uh, I think Morris is going to have a huge advantage once it gets past like the seven minute mark, if it gets to that. Um, you know, Silva's going to have to, like I said, finish Morris within the first round, round and a half. But unfortunately for her, Morris has never been finished. And I think Morris is probably going to have the higher volume here. And obviously, she's going to have the much better cardio. So I'm going to give a slight edge to Moros and I'm going to say she wins by the same yes yeah, same method as their last fight I'm gonna, uh, give me Moros by a uh, third round submission as my prediction for this fight 
Yep. I mean, I pretty much agree with most of the same that you said. I have Moro's via second round stoppage, most likely a submission. Nice. Good deal. All right. Move on to the next fight. We have Andrea Lee, a plus 280 underdog, pretty big against Natalia Silva, Silva, sorry, a uh, minus 355 favorite. Um, yeah. Mm. And, you know, I saw these odds and I was a little confused. I didn't, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not like the greatest at like predicting fights or, you know, judging if the fight's going to be close or not. But I think these odds are a little, little deceiving. I think it should probably, the odds should be much closer. But I do see why Silva is the favorite. Um, long story short, I have her by decision, uh, mainly because I think she's going to have a slight volume advantage over Lee, and I think she's going to have a huge power advantage over Lee. I mean, Silva throws some freaking heaters. Um, every strike she throws is super powerful, and uh, it's going to have a lot of speed. And essentially, it's just going to look better to the judges. Uh, you know, Lee's got decent wrestling, but I don't think she's going to take down Silva. If she does, Silva's just going to be able to get back back up. Uh yeah, I think I say, even though I think Silva's got the power, I think Lee's got the toughness. So I just don't see like, this fight could finish, but I don't think it does. So yeah, give me Silva by decision. Yeah, uh hundred percent agree with you again. Uh I think Lee's she can be solid at times, but really overall she's kind of frustrated and hadn't lived up to expectations. Uh Silva's just much better striker than her. I think she gets it done via decision. Nice, all right. Again, we'll say I hate female MMA. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. I called, these, I called the first two fights without even saying that. Like, I'm confident, but at this point, I'm just tired of saying it. I just need to put a disclaimer on our little, you know, description or something. Yep. But uh, anyways, move on to a little less women's MMA, thankfully. Uh, I have Andre Petrosky versus Jiro Mishart as a third fight. Not sure how true that is. Uh, Petrovsky's a 238 favorite. Mearshart, plus 195 dog. Mearshart, um, an underdog once again. No surprises there. He will have always has been and always will be an underdog in the UFC. Um, and he fights like an underdog too. Uh, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying, you know, typically Mearshart's just a guy you can't count out. He's, you know, he's he's won some fights he shouldn't have won. But, um, and when he loses, I mean, it's been some pretty terrible fashion. Um, so, yeah, you can't really count out Mir Sharp. Uh, like I said, he, just, he comes back and he wins when he's losing, when he's losing bad. Uh, his submission game is great. I think he can he can definitely sneak in a submission against Petrosky. But uh, I've been watching Petrosky since, I get really honestly, only since the Ultimate Fighter days with uh, Ortega and Volkanovski. And um, I've been decently impressed by him. I mean, I'm not the hugest Petrosky fan, but I think he's got a pretty good advantage here. Uh, against Mearshart pretty much everywhere other than the competition they faced. Uh, if you look at Petrovsky's track record, it isn't that it isn't as great as Mearshart. So Mearshart's fought the tough for competition. I think that's going to help here. But, uh, yeah, I think Petrovsky's got the power. Um, he always has. And uh, his technique is getting better and better with each fight. Uh, you know, but Petrovsky's going to have to get this fight out of there sooner rather than later. Because it's like as the fight goes on, he just makes more and more mistakes. Um, his cardio, his cardio isn't terrible, right? But uh, it, 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 he definitely slows down as the fight goes on. Uh, but I'm, but you know, Petrovsky isn't really the guy that like comes out firing on all cylinders in the first round. But it's just like as the fight goes on, he just seems to slow down. His strikes are a little bit more easy to, um, you know, get a read on. And I think because of that, I think Mirsharp 
can easily capitalize and sneak in a submission if he wants to. That being said, I have Petrovsky via knockout. I think he's just got more ways, more ways to win, and I think he's just going to stand and bang and knock out Mirashar like a lot of other people have. Yeah, I uh, I do agree. Although, um, I think it's going to be a close fight. I think Mirashar kind of comes back and gets a third round submission to cap a comeback, come back and win the fight. So that's how I have it going. Uh, but much of the same analysis that you gave. Yeah, let's say it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Mirashar does that. I mean, he's done that plenty of times. And like I said, he just he wins fights that he's he's losing and probably shouldn't win. But um, that's why you can't really ever count him out. You know, I make that prediction with a grain of salt. That grain of salt being Mirashar, a Mirashar comeback, which is, you know, his MO at this point. But um, anyways, moving on to our two finale fights for the Ultimate Fighter uh, between McGregor and Chandler. Um so I'm just going to run through these fights really quickly because I don't feel like covering them. Um, Cody Gibson versus Brad Katona. Uh, Katona, a slight favorite, minus 170. Cody Gibson, underdog, plus 142. I got Katona by decision. Um, I think he's just a little bit more overall better fighter than Gibson. Um, you'll probably see that Saturday. I'm not really going to go too much there. Um, I didn't really study their tapes. Uh, Austin Hubbard, minus 180 favorite versus Kurt Hollibaugh, plus 150 underdog. Um, yeah, I think Kurt's got some good... He's got some good striking. Uh, his close-range fighting abilities, I'm not going to say next to none, but it's pretty good. Uh, his combinations are great. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be able to stop the wrestling of Hubbard, so I got Hubbard winning via decision there. Um, I don't know if you covered those two fights or not, Peyton, but feel free to make any comments if you'd like. Um, I have Katona via decision and Halabal via decision. All right. Now I'm moving on. Uh, back into the normal fights. Not saying those fights won't be normal, but you know the um, regularly scheduled fights. Uh, we have Greg Gregory Rodriguez, a, a pretty big favorite, minus three fifty-five, going uh, up against uh, Dennis Tallulan, a plus two hundred two. I'm sorry, plus two eighty underdog. Um. So look, uh, um, the odds on this one I think are about right, uh, but it also are, it really comes down to. Like I was saying last week, the uh, you know the Khalil Roundtree, uh, the fight's all his as long as he shows up with a good game plan and as long as he actually shows up. And sure enough, he did. I kind of expect Rodriguez to do the same. Uh, Rodriguez likes to stand and bang, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has he has good power. Yeah, I know he has good power, but he's not. He's been knocked out and hurt several times. You know why he keeps doing that to himself? I don't know because he has high level jujitsu. He just he just refuses to use it. And against a guy like Dennis, who has good striking and good power, you know why not use your jujitsu? Take advantage. Do what you got to do. Get the man down to the ground. Club and sub. Get the win. That's kind of what I have him do. And um, I have him hopefully doing that game plan. Uh, oh, but I didn't mention it. But Dennis's ground game is just god awful. Um, it's not even going to be close if he gets it to the ground. So it's in Rodriguez's best uh, best interest to get this fight down to the ground uh, early, avoid the power, um, you know, get to work on the ground and uh, sneak into submission somewhere. So yeah, give me Rodriguez via submission, but really it's Rodriguez via whatever he wants. Yep, for me it's uh, he's got a lot of heart, Joe. Um... Rodriguez by second round stoppage of some sort, and it's not going to be pretty. Agreed. Um, moving on to our next fight, 
which will be another another good. Uh, this, this feels like you know we're in like 2014 or something here. Uh, Chris Weidman and Brad Tavares. Uh, Weidman a uh, plus 220 underdog. Tavares minus 270 favorite. Um, obviously, we all know the story behind this, or at least those that follow the UFC know the story behind this. And if you don't, I'll explain it really quick. Uh, Weidman has been on a little bit of a skid lately. Uh, you know, uh, well, it's been three years since he last got a victory, but mainly that's it's mainly been that long because he had a god awful leg injury two years ago uh, against uh, who 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 was it Hall? Right, Hall, I believe. And I mean, it was it was a terrible, terrible leg injury. Oh, you know, this the stupid injury ESPN shows over and over again for some reason. You know, and you're just like, oh, please stop. It's one of those injuries. Uh, not to mention that Weidman has just been on a steady decline for a while. But UFC's letting him come back, or he wants to come back. UFC's letting him, and I think UFC's doing him justice by putting up against Brad Tavares, someone who doesn't have the greatest power and greatest striking. So, uh, you know, Chris Wyman's weakness is just getting knocked out cold. And uh, that's what I think, thankfully, they put him up against someone who doesn't really have that ability. Uh, what do I think is going to happen in this fight, though? I think Tavares is going to win via knockout. Uh, I think, unfortunately, <laughs> Wyman is just uh, – he's not his prime anymore. He's coming back off a gruesome leg injury. I mean, he's just – you know, sure, he's like a wrestling champion and everything. But, I mean, lately, if you just watch him, he's nowhere near where he used to be. Uh, his takedown attempts are just just so easy to see coming. Uh, he's just so he's just less athletic. I mean, he just constantly seems to be running on an empty gas tank, and I think that's just because of the longevity. His longevity has run out essentially. Uh, Brad Tavares has great takedown defense. I think Wyman's is going to shoot for him like crazy. Wyman's is going to gas himself out. Tavares is going to take advantage. And like I said, even though Tavares isn't you know a knockout master, I think he's just going to take advantage of a fading Wyman here, and he's just going to. He's going to be able to knock him out. And like I said, I, I question Weidman's durability at this point. You know, the age, the injuries, it's all just adding up for him, I think, unfortunately. Um, it's going to be a Cub Swanson, you know, thing like last weekend. But I think, I think Tavares this is going to be a knockout. Yeah, this time, uh, Roger uh, Tavares is going to beat Weidman. So I don't have it be uh, a knockout. I do have it be a decision. We'll see. I think. Much of the same. I think he's just going to kind of gas himself out, going for takedown, shooting when he gets in any kind of trouble. And uh, but I don't, I don't think he gets finished. Yeah, like I, said, I mean, yeah, Wyman could easily get finished, but it's more or less like I said, UFC did him a favor, putting him up against Brad Tavares. Um, he's not much of a finisher, so I mean, yes, decision I think is a um, you know, very viable option. I just um, I'm more or less banking on uh. Taking a shot here, I guess, saying knockout. But yes, I'm more or less just trusting, trusting Wadman's, you know, glass chin at this point rather than Tavares's power. So it should be, I mean, I guess it should be an interesting fight. But you know, for old times' sake, it should be a good fight to watch. But you know, oh, yeah. out with uh, the old and with the new coming into going up to this next fight. I'm not sure if you had anything more to say about that last fight, Peyton. Nope. Right. You don't do the main card. Yes, I think yes, that's where we're at now. Yep. Um, yeah, Mario Batista, a minus two eighteen favorite. Uh the odds weren't out actually. The time I made this, they weren't out. I had to check this morning and they were um these are the odds for this fight. Um uh, Mario Batista minus two eighteen versus Demon Blackshear, plus one eighty underdog. So props to Blackshear. Uh 
<laughs> the name may sound a little bit familiar. It's because he just fought last weekend. Um, man, it's unbelievable. I know. I have my doubts, though. Unfortunately, because I'm sure you saw him, Peyton. I, this dude, this dude is huge for the division. Uh, I mean, he's like nothing but muscle. So, I mean, unless he just decided to like not put on any more weight after weigh-ins, which is just stupid to not rehydrate and eat. Um, he's having to do another weight cut within, you know, under six days. Uh, <laughs> so let me think. Yeah. Under six days. Well, no, no a week, a week. Sorry. Yeah. You don't weigh in until Friday. So really he has a week, but, um, well, no, he probably didn't hear about this fight till Sunday though. So anyways, my point being, um, you know, good luck to you, Blackshear, uh, especially if you're fighting at the weight limit. Uh, hopefully this fight's at catch weight. Uh, I, I really hope it is. I believe it is. Okay, good. Yeah, I wasn't seeing anything one way or the other, but... Um, I mean, I could it, be wrong there, but I feel like I saw something that catch weight. I, mean, that's, I, hope, I hope it's at catch weight for Blackshear's sake. Because uh, if not, he's not making weight, and that's just like that's just setting him up for failure. But anyways, like I said, it's such, such a quick turnaround for Blackshear. Um, he's not going to have a proper uh, training camp. Like I said, the weight cut is just going to suck. Um, you're going up against Bautista, who has good power. He's good with takedowns and has a good ground game. But, you know, the hype has just been against lower level competition. So, I say the competition isn't the best, but he still looked good nonetheless. Um, who do I give the wrestling advantage to? Blackshear. Barely, though. Uh, I think Batista is going to have a tougher time with Blackshear on the ground than all of his other opponents, probably combined. Um, I think one way or another, this fight goes to the mat. And there I give the slight edge to Blackshear. And, you know, like I said, with this, I said, my whole concern is just him coming in, coming in super late. Uh, Blackshear, I mean. So, I mean, as I, I, and like even, like I said, he's just big for the division. Always worry about the cardio. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, my prediction is a uh, Blackshear via decision. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, obviously, Bautista is going to win the fight via Bautista bomb. Um, no, I, <laughs> I was kind of going back and forth on who I should pick to win this fight, but I was like, you know what? Since Blackshear was ballsy enough to take this fight on such short notice, Blackshear, I think he's going to get stopped in the second round. Mm, nice. Yeah, I'm on the uh, I'm on the Blackshear hype train at this point too. Um, yep. One of my favorite fighters. Yes, after yeah, you can't you can't not be a fan of this guy after doing this. Um, because I mean, not only you know he I mean, he's having to travel for this fight too. It's not like it's just in Vegas back to back. I don't think I'm pretty sure this fight's in New York or in the Northeast somewhere. So the complete opposite side of Vegas. Um, where I, where I think Blackshear has yet to fight outside of Vegas in the UFC. Uh, not sure if that really matters or not. Uh, Right now, maybe he has fought. Maybe he hasn't won outside the Vegas. I don't know. Anyways, you know if you're superstitious or not. Uh, But yeah, looks like we both got Blackshear. We're both on the hype train. I really hope he does well. I'd like to see this. Would love to see this dude fight better competition. I'm not saying Bautista isn't competitive, but anyways, move on to uh, speaking of competitive. um, hmm. We got uh, Marlon Chito Vera, a minus one ninety eight favorite, going up against uh, Pedro Munoz, a plus one sixty four dog. Now this fight. This fight, I I I went back and forth for I mean I kid you not probably about an hour. Um, I was I kept watching their fights. I just I I was looking at all the advanced statistics, and two big things I noticed. 
um, that you you know you obviously have to pay attention to. One Munoz has never been knocked out, and from my understanding, he's never even been knocked down. Uh, this dude's toughness is next level. So Isn't this is the dude that uh, Sean O'Malley just like obliterated, but he would not go down. No, you were thinking of with the green hair. You think a guy with the this green is... hair? Yeah, no, that's not him. But it's a Munoz, I believe. Maybe. I believe. As a matter of fact, Munoz. I know who you're thinking of, and Blackshear actually lost to him. I'm about to look up who that was. I got it. Or we can both look it up. Let's let's do this. Let's talk it through. No, look not here. Sean O'Malley. We'll go Damone Blackshear. He lost against Oh Chris, Chris Martino. Chris Moutinho, yes. Yeah, hmm. that's the guy. That's who you're thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, no, um Munoz is uh tad 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 bit different. Tad bit different. Um <laughs> No, no, you just said Pedro Munoz a few times. I'm like, hang on. Yes, yeah, you know, uh, Pedro Munoz, not the uh, green-haired yes. fella who I think he's not even in the UFC anymore, which is, which is strange. Is. Yeah, I've, I mean, I haven't heard his name in forever, so I'm just going to assume he's not. Like I said, strange. I don't know. Actually, yes, I know uh, he's not, by the way. Okay. Good for you. Anyways, yeah, moving he, on to this well, point. Sean O'Malley doesn't have – well, he has one win in the like against current UFC rosters. That's Jan. All right. Uh, anyways, Marlon Vera versus Pedro Munoz. So, like I said, too many things stuck out to me. Uh, Munoz uh, has yet to be knocked down or out in the UFC, or I'm not even sure in his career. Maybe I'm not sure. Uh, so like I said next level toughness there, and uh, Vera has been you know, grinding himself on toughness. Uh. And so that's one thing I noticed. Next, next thing I noticed, um, Cheeto, he's uh, Marlon Bear. Sorry, he he's a very, very, very slow starter. I mean, it's like you know Mario Kart. You know, you hold your the gas too long and you spin out at the start, and everyone just like gets a huge start out ahead of you. That's what this dude does. He just sits there, eats stuff for like the first round while just staring you in the eyes. Uh, I mean, I think the most active he's been in the first round was against Sean O'Malley. And, you know, and that's just because, like, Sean's, like, nerves just started to go dead in his leg. So, yeah, he's – it's weird. But sure enough, he's always able to pull it out and just finish. Mm. I'm sorry. I was, I, was, I was hoping you'd say something. I was hoping you'd um, say something sus about that. Anyways. Um, there you go. Yeah, see, in the end, he's, all, he's always able to finish opponent his opponents mm. because – in the third round, or after you know, after ha- the halfway mark mark of the fight, this dude is just the greatest fighter you've ever seen. Uh, it, it is weird how he turns it on, and it's always it's like it's almost every fight he's got this formula he follows where he just, I guess he just conserves his energy for the later rounds, you know, which I think that works better in the five round fights, but in a three round fight, I mean, man, time is not on your side. I don't care who you are, time's just not on your side, and to like. Be willing to lose a whole round on purpose is just not, not exactly something you want to put your money on. Um, which is why I probably won't be betting this fight. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, so look, here's how it's going to go: Munoz is probably going to win the first round. Vera probably going to win the last round. Second round should be uber competitive. Um, I hope it is. Uh, um, 
and look, judges, judges have been crazy this year. I know they they seem to be giving the advantage to power shots, which I think Vera will probably have. Um, but it's like weird because neither neither of these guys have the most volume. Uh, anyways, with all that being said, I think this fight probably goes a distance, and um, yeah, I think it's probably going to be split decision. Give me Munoz by decision. Nice. I'm not the most excited about that. But, you know, give me the underdog in this era of judging. Yeah. So I expect the judges to actually get it right this time. And I think Cheeto gets it done via decision. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I mean, I think as like one way or another, I, think it's I mean, a I'd, very competitive fight. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And like I said, I mean, I, th- I think like the first and the third round are pretty much scripted already. That second round, though, is just going to be very interesting. I mean, Vera yeah. can turn it on sooner than later. I mean, it's his, it's his fight to lose. I mean, if he just sits there for the first half of the round and Munoz starts building up the momentum, I mean, it's probably over for Vera. And then it's going to be on Munoz, who's never been knocked out, to survive that third round. And uh, let's say, I mean, I don't – I said maybe Vera can win the first round. I think regardless, the only thing that's certain is that Munoz is not going to win the last round. So, I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, give me Munoz for your decision. You got Vera for your decision. Yeah, I definitely like the over in this fight. But, uh, anyways, moving on to our next fight. Which will probably be a bloodbath. Neil Magny versus Ian Gary. Uh, mm. Yeah, Ian Gary, huge favorite, minus 500 last I checked. Neil Magny, huge underdog, plus 380. Uh, yeah, so some negatives for Gary is um, striking defense is not good. But I'll take that back. It's not the best. It's good, not great. He definitely needs to improve there. Because, I mean, he, this dude, he just, you know, even when he's backing up, he refuses to put, you know, to actually bother to defend strikes. And he's been caught because of that several times. Um, but on the flip side, his power is amazing. Um, he's, knocked, he's knocked out some of the toughest people in the UFC, which is just, you know, that, that just says a lot right there. And you're going up against a guy, Neil Magny, who... To, to your benefit, isn't knocking anyone out. Uh, he's not even knocking anyone down. Uh, his power is just not there. Um, a guy, Neil Magnu, who fought Phil Rowe, and I believe that fight went to split decision. I don't have it in front of me, but you're going to, be, you're going to a decision at all against Phil Rowe. You might as well just hang it up. Uh, yeah, anyways, uh, not much to say here. Uh, give me Gary via knockout. Yep, I don't expect the fight to be close at any point at all. Gary via decision, honestly. I think he just, I think he kind of plays the fight safe, picks with him, and uh, plays with his food, if you will, mm-hmm. and gets done via decision. Little damage. Yep, yep. Should be should be a, um, a one-sided fight. Uh, moving on to our co-main event. And the uh, women's side of things, some actually competitive yeah. women's MMA. Uh, we got Zhang Wei Li, a uh, minus three ten favorite, pretty big against the Manalimos, plus two fifty underdog. Um, you know another fight where I think the odds are should probably be a little bit closer, but really, um, hmm. this is one of those fights that's going to go one for Limos and needs to go one way. She has to get a knockout on Wei Li in like the first round, maybe the second round. Um, 
at the end of the day, Lemus can uh, Lemus has really good takedowns and a good ground game, but her cardio is not on her side. Uh, she she slows down. I mean, terribly as fights go go on. It's like she trains for only two round fights, and this is going to be a five round fight. So, yeah, you, you I mean you have probably the best power in the division as Lamos. I mean, um, so a knockout is alive. I mean, you it, it would not shock me at all to see Lamos knock out Wei Li. You know, and be and new. Do I think it's going to happen? No, I think Zhang Wei Li. She's going to be able to. She's going to – I know I, I'm going to say the durability is good, and I know it's going to be questionable for me to say that because, you know, we've seen her knocked out cold. But uh, I don't think Lemos is going to be doing that to Zhang Wei Li. I think she could. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, she, Zhang Wei Li, even though she, she's great already, but she's been even improving more in, the, in these last few fights, which is crazy to see. Uh, Zhang Wei Li in her own right has her own power, has power. Um like I said, she, her, her durability is all right. It's not the best. That's why, you know, I kind of lean if Lemos is going to win. It's going to be early, and it's going to be via knockout. But, anyway, my prediction is uh, Zhang Wei Li via knockout, probably in the championship rounds. I think she's going to be able to um, weather, uh, weather the storm and, you know, come back and send it back to Lemos whenever she's, you know, dog-tired. And, you know, it's going to be in still for Zhang Wei Li. Yeah, I don't think there's ever – a scare, if you will, in the first round, because I think Zane Wiley gets it done in the first round. Um, I know that might come as a shock to people, but I think she's such a physical beast for a women's fighter. Um, I mean, she just manhandles her, her opponents typically, so I think she does that again and gets to finish round one. Hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah, it should be a um, good fight. None the wet. Uh, not, sorry. Should be a good fight. <clears throat> Anyways, moving on to our championship fight, the main event. We have Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley. Uh, Aljamain, a minus 258 favorite. Sean O'Malley, a plus 210 underdog. Um, I'll be I'll be quick with this, even though you know I have, I have a lot of notes down for this fight, but I'm going to be quick and just sum it up. Uh, Sterling by submission or Sean O'Malley via knockout. Sterling gets Sean O'Malley's back. It's over for Sean. Um, if the fight goes down to the ground, it's probably over for Sean. Um, let me rephrase that. If Sean, if the fight goes down to the mat and Sean can't be bothered to get up within like 10 seconds, it's over for Sean. Um, Sean's going to have to defend these takedowns and I mean, he has decent takedown defense. You know, it's not, it's not awful, but it's not the best. I I think, I think to his advantage, Sterling isn't that takedown master. I, I think he's a grappling master, but, um, you know, I do I do foresee this this fight probably hitting the mat one way or another. Um, you know, maybe maybe Aljamain can catch Sean lacking and you know, like maybe wobble him and then take him down. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. But no, um if Sean like say can withstand Aljamain Sterling for, you know, the, the two rounds, the first two rounds, he could probably make the last three to three, four, five rounds. Sorry, rounds three, four, five. His um, Sterling's cardio, not exactly the best. Yeah, it's not exactly the best. So I think Sean will definitely have the advantage there in the later rounds. I think he may be able to catch Sterling, you know, just not paying attention, getting sloppy, and, you know, maybe maybe wobble him, get a knockout. 
But no, um, at the end of the day, I got Sterling via submission. I think, you know, this fight is eventually going to go down to the mat. And, you know, I think this fight probably also, you're probably going to see Sterling rocked in this fight. Um, it should be a good fight. I mean, two completely different stylistic people. You know, Sean O'Malley, best power in the division. Sterling, some of the best grappling in the division. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think this fight goes to the distance. And I think if it does, uh, I think the UFC has made very clear what their agenda is. So it's in Sterling's best interest to make sure this fight doesn't go to the distance because Sean O'Malley will be champion even if he loses all five rounds. Um, Dana White and the judges will not – if it's in, if it's up to them, they will not let Sean O'Malley walk out of there without the belt. Um, that's been at UFC's MO ever since this dude was on uh, – Dana White's contender series with Snoop Dogg saying, oh, this kid's going to be champ, you know? And um, I think he could be, but he's probably got to wait for Sterling to move out of the division, which I think he's going to after this fight. I think he said multiple times he wants to move up, and um, he probably needs to. Pretty big for the division. But, uh, yeah, give me Sterling via submission. Yeah, uh, it's hard to argue with Sterling via submission. Uh, I think he just backpacks his way to a fight, a W. Um I don't think it's going to be really close because I think the uh, fight's going to be taken to the ground fairly quickly. I don't think Sean O'Malley stands any sort of chance on the ground. Um, so I think in terms of like these stylistic matchups where it's boxing or kickboxing, in O'Malley's case, versus Sterling, I feel like those fights typically go towards wrestling and grappling. Um. And Sean O'Malley is just not very good on the ground. So I, I have uh, Sterling via submission. Uh, third round. I had it third round. So we'll see, I guess. I don't really give Sean O'Malley much of a chance. Obviously, he has a puncher's chance. Dude has some power in, in those hands and kicks. So there's always a chance there, but I don't I don't see it happening. But, uh, yeah, 100%. Sterling better get the stoppage. If he wants to keep his belt, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, UFC's definitely made it clear what they want to do, and um, I think Sterling could get it done. I think Sterling could get it done. I think O'Malley could get it done too. As there's just two two totally different paths here. As I said, Sean's just got to weather the um storm early, and I think you know if I was, if he's able to you know defend eighty percent of the takedowns against Sterling, then I think he'll probably win. Uh, Sterling is going to end up gassing himself out if he keeps going for takedowns over and over again, something that he's not the greatest at, you know. And, um, you know, I mean, I said go back, you know, I don't know. Maybe Aljamain will have like a Pierre Yan type of game plan here. But, I mean, uh, Aljamain ain't no Pierre Yan. I know he's beat him twice, but – or beat him once really. Mm, I was say. And I'm not even sure if he really beat him there. You know, so it's it's kind of weird. You know, people love to hate on Aljamain Sterling, and I get it. But, I mean, I'm kind of – I'm with the Funk Master on this one. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, maybe like I said, maybe if he can, like I said, do the Pierre Yan game plan here, the school of thought, just, you know, you know, stand up – be willing to stand up and bang with Sean O'Malley, which, like I said, I think isn't the smartest move because I think, you know, Sean O'Malley is going to rock you. Because, um, you know, I mean, Pierre Yan is next level tough. So, I mean, I get it. You know, Pierre Yan didn't get knocked out in that fight. But, you know, you're Aljamain Sterling. You're no, you're no Pierre Yan. It's going to be a little different if you get rocked by, if you get hit hard by Sean O'Malley. You're going to get rocked. You're probably going to be a wobbly legs, and Sean O'Malley is going to take advantage. But, you know, I think if Sterling can maybe, you know, do the stand-up game for a little bit, 
you know, like messages, like do a quick pop on O'Malley and then go for the takedown. That's probably his best bet of getting takedowns because Sean couldn't defend those to save his life no. um, against Pierre. But um, it should be an interesting fight nonetheless. We'll see. Like I said, it reminds me of the uh, Poirier and Oliveira fight where, you know, everyone was, you know, high on Poirier coming in. But I just didn't really see – I didn't – and I mean, obviously, you know, Oliveira is, um, you know, very chinny. But, you know, I just didn't really see a way that Poirier was going to win just because Olivier's grappling game and ground game was just light years better than Poirier's, obviously. And we know how that fight ended, you know. I mean, as soon as, soon as Olivier got the back, I got up and just walked out. I said, okay, it's over. So, I mean, I think that's kind of probably what's going to happen here. So, yep, Sterling via submission. Um, should be a good card, though. Should be a good card. Do you have any final thoughts, Peyton, before we wrap yeah, up? Yeah, just, just adding on to O'Malley. I think the uh, the strength of his resume uh, kind of concerns me. Consider, like, like I mentioned earlier, he has not he does not hold a win against a fighter currently on the USC roster. Um, that is concerning, man. Uh, and that one fight was a questionable decision win. I don't know. I just don't think. I don't think he's paid his dues to have a title shot yet. I mm. I, I don't dislike Sean O'Malley. Um, I I, don't, I think this was a premature title shot for him. I think it was a kind of more of a factor of hey, we don't have anybody for Aljo to fight. Who who can we just throw in there? And oh, yeah. Sean O'Malley was that guy. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's close. Yeah, and like I said, this whole this whole time, ever since his days on uh, or ever since that fight against or on Dana White's contender series, like I said, UFC's been just trying to fast track this man as much as they can to a championship fight. Cause, you know, they think I'm not sure if they think he's the next McGregor or what, but I mean, unfortunately, I think he's just another fighter. I don't think you know the antics. Unfortunately, it feels like all the antics nowadays in the UFC just aren't as genuine as McGregor's were. I don't think anyone's ever will be, which is just disappointing, but. It is what it is. I like, somebody I'm a decent, one day. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, I'm a decent. I'm a decent sugar fan. But then I said, I don't know. Like I said, he's just a little. I wouldn't even call him corny, but he just he. I think he does a little bit too much for a guy who, like you said, just doesn't have the greatest resume in the UFC. And um, yeah, that's not to take away from him. I mean, he just hasn't fought enough. Mm-hmm. He's really. I mean, he's. It's not like he's been fighting for twenty years. He just doesn't have the resume yet, right? I think, and and I think that's what really hurts him in this fight is that he he hasn't quote unquote paid his dues. Mm. I think it's almost in this. It's almost kind of the same what they're doing to Bo Nickel. Yeah, just yeah. feeding him guys to build hype with, and he's going to fight an elite guy, and he's going to get his ass whipped. Yeah, for sure. But um. Yeah, I guess that'll do it for this episode. Any closing thoughts other than what you already said? Nope, I think I'm good. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, yeah. And as always, thank you for listening. Tune in to our next episode. I mean, thank you for tuning in to this one. All right, peace. Peace.